events. And that's the news from RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Jim Gould and Mike Rouse is guest presenter. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Jim. On today's programme, we're talking about the Hong Kong Science Festival and the application of science and technology in our lives. HK SciFest 2023, with the theme of Science Around You, opened on Friday and runs until April the 16th. It's an annual programme organised by the Science Museum and is one of the biggest events of its kind in Hong Kong. In addition to the rise of artificial intelligence, AI, we'll be examining how technology can be applied to make our lives easier and more convenient and how it may shape our future. The importance of the subject is also underlined by a major international forum taking place today at the University of Hong Kong. The HKU President's Forum Science and Society is being broadcast live on RTHK TV 32 this morning until 12 noon. But for now, we hope you'll stay with us on Radio 3 for the duration of the show. After 9.45, we'll be having a review of the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens, which were rocking the stadium on Friday and over the weekend. You can let us know what you think on our Facebook page, uh, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us at backchat at rthk.hk or you can give us a call on 233-88266. Um, I have a, a couple of uh, messages uh, from a listener on our Facebook page, which I will uh, read in a little while. But uh, uh, just to get things going, uh, we have uh, on the line with us uh, Samuel Choi, who's a, a curator at the Science Promotion Unit of the Hong Kong Science Museum. Uh, good morning to you. Samuel Choi, good morning. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, okay. So, uh, for this uh, programme, you have more than 70 partners, uh, more than 140 uh, different uh, kinds of programmes to go with it. Uh, what are the sort of uh, highlights can we expect? Yes, uh, the Hong Kong Science Fest uh, 2023 is uh, one of the largest events in Hong Kong to promote popular science. Mm. Uh, so, as you said, uh, it's held uh, last, since last Friday until the April uh, 16th. We have a theme of science around you to demonstrate science uh, can be found uh, in our daily life. Uh, we have uh, uh, more than uh, 70 partners uh, and uh, more than uh, 140 uh, fascinating science programs. So uh, they, are, they include uh, science exploration activities, science visits to uh, different places and guided tours like uh, seeing the birds in, uh, in the city, lectures of different topics, science demonstration, workshops and film shows. So uh, I think uh, uh, all will enjoy the programs and find uh, some that is uh, that are, will, that will be interesting. Mm. Oh, I see. So guided tours. So, you, so you, you, not everything is taking place uh, within the Science Museum itself. You'll be going uh, out and around the town. In fact, uh, there are uh, programs all around the town. Uh, some of the programs are taking place, uh, will be taking place uh, in the Science Museum, in the Space Museum, or in the venues of our partners, or in, uh, even outside outdoors, like uh, visit uh, the uh, uh, Kowloon Park to see some uh, city birds, or the, to see the dolphins, or visit some uh, 
uh, laboratory in the in some of the university or some government departments uh, uh, that uh, uh, will be opened uh, for the public. So uh, there are uh, all programs uh, around the, uh, the city, and uh, the public can uh, visit the SciFest uh, website to see uh, the, all the programs. Uh, good morning, Mr. Troy. Who, who, who are your main targets uh, for this science festival? Uh, in fact, our target is uh, all the all the public. We have, uh, of course, we have uh, programs that are suitable for the uh, more younger children. We have some uh, STEM programs or hands-on programs uh, for them to have. It's like uh, they can uh, have. Uh, uh, Try to do their uh, make their own uh, hand cream with uh, the, some of the chemistry knowledge, or they can uh, use uh, the uh, home home materials to make the bath bombs and, and so on. Yes, and uh, also there are also uh, different uh, lectures or demonstration. But uh, for the older uh, uh, gener- uh, older. Uh, uh, elderies, we also have a program set up uh, suitable for them. We have uh, some uh, programs about the technologies that can be uh, applied uh, and help the uh, elderies to live a, 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 have a better living and uh, mm-hmm. help their uh, lives. It, so it's, it's all, for all, all For all. People. Something yeah. for all age groups, I think, is the message I'm getting here. Um, are you hoping to inspire the next generation to really take an interest in science? Yes, I think uh, uh, first of all, uh, we all, all of our partners, uh, and in fact, the Science uh, Event is a coordinated effort from all our partners to arouse uh, public interest in different topics around around us. So, uh, like uh, many of, and also many of the Science program, encourage uh, participants to create their own. Works. Uh, for example, we have a program called the Graffiti Robot DIY, where participants create a robot to draw different patterns. Or another program, we have uh, Engineering Runners, where participants will pay a claim to work like an engineer and to consider different material selection, design, and environmental concerns when uh, during the construction of different uh, facilities. So uh, they can. Uh, uh, learn to uh, uh, innovate uh, with uh, different uh, creative uh, programs. Mm-hmm. Is there much what I call hesitancy, science hesitancy among the elderly? Do some of them get a bit nervous that life's getting too complicated? Uh, so we have some, uh, of course, uh, there are programs especially uh, suitable for the elderly programs like the uh, uh, there's the programs that uh, introduce the technology that helps uh, the living of the elderly people, but uh, there are also other public programs uh, that, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, older generation now, let's uh, uh, the retired uh, people, they are still very uh, energetic <laughs> now, mm-hmm. and uh, they can. Uh, learn different topics or uh, find different topics uh, that, they are, that they find interesting uh, that's uh, uh, related to the daily lives and uh, so it is uh, it is uh, just uh, not, that's, uh, 
no, 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 no need for being nervous. And, and, and of course, uh, uh, since the, um, uh, it's like the uh, pandemic situation, we have, uh, all the public are more adapted to, to the use of uh, technology or mobile phones mm-hmm. and, and uh, to arrange all online, online uh, arrangements. How's the response been so far? In fact, it's uh, very well received our program. Uh, most of the uh, programs that uh, just like a workshop uh, with some uh, hands-on uh, activities uh, that require pre-registration are uh, already uh, fully booked. So uh, if you have anyone uh, interested in, in joining the programs, just uh, curry and join visit our website and, and see what's uh, interesting to them. And, and of course, there are some still some uh, programs that uh, that uh, they can come and, uh, and uh, join as a first come first serve base, and then they can uh, come and, and see the programs. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much for speaking to us uh, on the program this morning and setting things up for us. That was uh, Samuel Choi, who's a curator. Uh, at the Science Promotion Unit of the Hong Kong Science Museum. Um, we're about to be joined uh, uh, by a couple of other guests. Uh, just before we do, a um, couple of messages here on our Facebook page, uh, back chat on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, listener Henry writes... Um, uh, he says, Henry says, uh, I learnt of the Science Festival uh, only from a news report of its opening in the newspaper and the Hong Kong U Forum only from uh, RTHK News Broadcast Today. I find it hard to know earlier of such events and I'm sure many others find so. Uh, should there not be a central platform where such events are, are put up for people to know and attend events they like? Knowing such events at such a late time might mean a disruption to one's planning. Uh, thanks for that, Henry. Um, as we say, the uh, as mentioned, the Science Fest is on until the 16th of this month. Um, we did make a, a trail for the Hong Kong U event, actually, for Radio 3, which we've been playing uh, since uh, last Friday. Um, perhaps uh, you didn't catch that one. Um, also, we put a notice uh, on our website, on, our, on the Radio 3 uh, homepage, and it's also advertised uh, elsewhere on RTHK uh, Radio 3. That's the, uh, the forum taking place uh, at the University of uh, Hong Kong uh, today, which is uh, uh, being broadcast live on RTHK TV 32 until 12 o'clock today. But here on Radio 3, uh, we're talking about uh, science-related uh, matters. Um, oh, sorry, one other message from Henry also says, uh, although I'm a senior... I will also pay visits uh, uh, to the Science Museum to update myself. I'll see if the Hong Kong U Forum archived recording could be obtained from the RTHK website. Uh, I'm sure it will be, Henry. Thanks for that. We're now joined uh, on the line by Emil Chan, who's the chairman of the Association of Cloud and Mobile Computing Professionals and uh, an adjunct professor at the City University, and also uh, Clarence Chan, who's a head of Hong Kong and Macau at uh, Feishu at Lark. Uh, good morning to you both. Uh, perhaps uh, uh, Emil Chan, uh, we can come to you first. Uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. So, uh, how important uh, and valuable do you think uh, events uh, like what we've just been discussing are in stimulating the public interest in science? Well, it's very important. And uh, uh, in the past 20 years, in my opinion, uh, the interest uh, of uh, 
uh, promoting science and technology in Hong Kong is not as good as uh, uh, even some uh, developing country uh, because uh, you know Hong Kong people are too busy and they focus too much uh, on the traditional finance uh, or property investment uh, or securities uh, investment. So uh, they have not enough time uh, to catch up with uh, this uh, disruptive uh, technology. You know, such as uh, lately we understand uh, chat GPT uh, and uh, in the past uh, digital payment uh, and uh, a lot of disruptive uh, things that uh, might change the way how we are doing business uh, and uh, the way how we uh, uh, communicate. So uh, a lot of traditional companies, uh, such as, uh, you know, like uh, uh, the broadcasting company, TV uh, companies, uh, they are suffering. And our, uh, you know, in the past, uh, the movies in Hong Kong, the uh, uh, television broadcasting in Hong Kong uh, uh, was very uh, popular and uh, well-known by uh, the whole uh, the whole world uh, but uh, the, the situation changing uh, in my opinion is uh, due to uh, uh, we don't understand uh, the new impact and uh, you know we we just discussed about you know the promotion of the, this uh, uh, festival is not enough because uh, uh, as you know uh, in China in USA and other places uh, people are using uh, little red book TikTok uh, they are uh, uh, engaging uh, KOL uh, to promote uh, the, the product and services. Mm. And here in Hong Kong, you still using Facebook. There, there, uh, were, there were a lot of commitments in the chief executive's uh, uh, first policy address and also in the recent budget uh, to uh, technological uh, development, a uh, uh, high quality development. Um, I mean, do you not think we're now at least on, on the right track? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad uh, because I'm promoting uh, technology uh, adoption for a decade. And uh, I even went to the uh, let, uh, let's go uh, to uh, uh, express my opinion. Uh, but uh, the uh, fiction was quite high because they did not see, uh, you know, to a certain extent, uh, the importance uh, of the uh, adoption of technology. And they don't know how to uh, promote it uh, in the past. Now they even promote uh, Web3, they are uh, after uh, the brain chain, the, uh, uh, the funding, the, the, and the international headquarters within all of Hong Kong. Uh, they start to change, uh, uh, you know, the way uh, by, uh, say, embracing digital asset trading and so on. What, what more? Good morning, Mr. Lee. Chan, um, what more would you like to see the government doing? Uh, well, uh, to adopt technology, uh, the importance is not just saying, but doing. So at the moment, there are a lot of uh, uh, saying. Uh, there are uh, a few uh, projects, they are injecting uh, funding. But uh, as you know, Hong Kong is somewhat like uh, a, a, a well-developed traditional factory. So the products are being built are so good in the past. But now we are not, uh, uh, you know, uh, interested uh, the 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 public, the market. Uh, they are not interested uh, in this traditional product, but the digital one. 
So uh, the production line uh, in the past, uh, which was uh, nicely, you know, uh, designed uh, with the segregation of duty, uh, that uh, they make uh, the old product uh, building uh, uh, perfectly. But uh, to transform to the new uh, production line, uh, I, I don't see there are enough initiative to change uh, uh, the way how we are dealing with the new products. So such that, so for example, um, for the financial products, we are still uh, have at least three major regulators to regulate the, the, the financial products, uh, which is uh, uh, not the case in other countries and other financial centers. So it makes uh, uh, the transition from uh, the old one to the new one very difficult. So I, I'm not that uh, 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 promising, you know, uh, feeling uh, I'm revised. You're not uh, optimistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not optimistic, uh, you know, for, for the catch-up mm -hmm. of these, uh, say, like digital asset uh, uh, trading uh, to be introduced uh, in June. Mm -hmm. uh, it, the, 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 the policy will be there, but there are a lot of hiccups. Uh, and then it takes time for Hong Kong to catch up. Okay, well, let's bring in uh, Clarence Chen. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Today. And well, thanks for joining us. Now, you're head of uh, Hong Kong Macau at uh, Feishu uh, Stroke uh, Lark. Um, now, these are uh, platforms um, be, be, which belong to ByteDance, and that's the company behind TikTok, isn't it? So, we, we, but I understand, uh, like uh, Feishu is. Just for mainland China, Lark is international. Could could you explain a little bit about uh, what they do and what's the difference? Sure, absolutely. Um, so Lark or Facial basically is an enterprise collaboration and management software platform um, developed, as you mentioned, by ByteDance for the goal of improving team productivity. So essentially, you can look at it as a digital headquarter for businesses. Um, it's a good point because we, when we're talking about technology advancement and stuff like that, um, a lot of times we, 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 we talk about things that around us as consumers. But there are a lot of actual opportunities around the enterprise base, which we believe is essentially helpful to many businesses from small ones to bigger ones. And that's basically the target audience essentially we're trying to to, um, to, to focus on. And essentially, whatever a business would need in terms of the business, like from simply the simple chat, a video conferencing, calendar, to more complicated ones, such as how they uh, use our platform to actually work, work on some of the, the business workflow and stuff like that. I think we were trying to, to make them do a little bit better in a shorter period of time with less resources. And, and that's essentially what, what the platform is, is doing for wow. enterprise. Um, how, how do you find the interest of our young people? Are they intrigued by this or are they still a bit standoffish? Um, well, absolutely. I think they're interested because I, I would imagine young people, they would always be interested with new things and with new technologies that help with their lives, um, personal life as well as business life. For example, like Feishu, as you mentioned, is the China version, and we have been operating in China uh, with Feishu for, for quite a period of time. And essentially, we, we see a lot of like technology startups with many young people, they have been trying to be very uh, uh, enthusiastic about adopting our technologies because I think they are probably the, the group of people who need changes 
to to the traditional mindset, and they they feel like they need a new way of working in the workspace. And I think that too basically helped them to to achieve the goal. That's uh, true for the mainland, maybe, but how about within Hong Kong? Absolutely, I, I think it's the same thing. And 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 people in Hong Kong, young people in Hong Kong, they probably are more used to uh, Google Workspace. They, they they probably have been talking about a lot of different other other Western tools, but. Um, I think the one, one, one key advantage, I think what we are trying to, or, or one, one, one key point that we're trying to focus on is the removing the information barriers across applications. Think about if you open your phone, you, you probably have a couple of different apps, a lot of different apps, trying to figure out, okay, where can I get my calendar? Where should I do, do my, my video conferencing? I might be doing this here. I might be doing that somewhere else. But uh, the, the information basically um, carried over Across all these different apps, do they actually know what exactly you want to do and try to help you in doing your your work in a more efficient way? I think that's the thing that I think intrigues people, and we see quite quite a lot of interest in uh, young people or in, in young startups in, in Hong Kong as well. It's the same thing, but it might have a different basic understanding, more understanding of Western tools already right. to begin with. Did we, to some extent, start, start too soon? I'm I'm thinking of Octopus which is still fantastically useful, and I think most people still use it And uh, because we were there right at the start. And uh, Similarly with payments, um, I've noticed really struck by my experience in the mainland where um, people just not interested in cash money anymore. Um, whereas here you, you take 100 bucks in your wallet and, and, and go out and spend that. So were we... Have we, have we fallen behind a bit? Uh, well, sorry. Okay. Hello? Yeah, yep. go ahead. Uh, right, right. Uh, okay. That was, so, for, uh, uh, that was for Clarence. Okay, okay. Clarence Chen? Yep, yep, okay. And, and, then, we'll get, and then we'll go to, back to Emil Chen, yeah. Um, well, I, I think for uh, in terms of the, the example that you're talking about, the payment, for, for example, is the, um, I, I think I think yeah, I think in, in some ways um, in, in, in mainland China, as, as you mentioned, um, people people don't usually carry carry the wallet anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that that's the, yes. the usual usual daily life that they have been working on. And in Hong Kong, um, I, I, I think it's, it's it's getting the adoption. I think it's, it's getting a little bit better. Um, I think I think for I, I was surprised when I when I recently came back and, and I see that. Well, at least, at least I'm, I'm getting my octopus on my on my on my cell phone already. I'm not using the the, the physical card um, to, to to do the FTR and everything already. So I think it's, it's a step forward, and and I, I think it's moving a little bit further. But it, it, it is a little bit still behind, uh, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Emil Chen, where do you stand on this? Yeah. So uh, actually, I I was a banker, and this uh, uh, electronic payment uh, uh, was my bread and butter. So the, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we got stuck with our period success. So the uh, Autobus, you know, it was invented more than 27 years ago, and it's still the same card. Uh, it's still offline uh, mostly. So the, even though we are uh, doing the electronic payment, the data are not collected, uh, you know, in the same way that our, uh, uh, we collected via the mobile phone or the other electronic payment means. So in such a case, we lost a lot of data. We lost a lot of important information that we can apply AI and the other technology. You know, the, the ecosystem, uh, you know, uh, is at the moment got stuck 
uh, by the uh, traditional technology. So uh, Autobus is already quite old, the technology uh, which is uh, adopted. So when Autobus got a license uh, to uh, be used in mainland China, they are transforming uh, from these uh, card base uh, to mobile phone base. So uh, rather than using only uh, these uh, NFC technology, uh, they are using uh, QR code uh, and uh, embedded with the phone. So uh, what we are so for for this uh, autobus uh, uh, situation, uh, we can see that uh, when we apply the same uh, analogy to the other area, we got stuck, particularly uh, on our education. So the, we talk about uh, because I'm also the uh, vice. Uh, chairman of the Hong Kong New Emerging Technology Education uh, Association. Mm. We run uh, ICT awards for the Hong Kong government for more than a decade. Mm. So in, uh, we understand uh, that uh, uh, the Education Bureau uh, really want to promote uh, STEM uh, uh, education. Uh, but we got stuck uh, because uh, there are uh, too many important uh, subjects for the student to study at the moment. So no room uh, for the, the uh, STEM education to grow. So uh, for uh, this uh, electronic payment at the moment, uh, we focus solely to move the money from one account to the other account. We, we focus too much uh, on settling uh, the payment uh, so that uh, the, the commerce can be carried out fast and safe. Mm. Uh, without the overlook, you know, the importance of how to... Uh, uh, apply those data uh, for promotion, for uh, insurance, and uh, at the moment, credit data, you know, the credit uh, information. Mm-hmm. So, so I think uh, there's uh, still a long way to go, and uh, education is very important. So we have to let the youngsters understand uh, the, the true meaning of uh, technology adoption. So maybe mm-hmm. in five years' time, in ten years' time, you know, when the youngsters uh, become the leaders, and then uh, we... we you might eventually solve this problem. Okay, good. Well, stay with us. So we've got to take a short break uh, for a news summary and a couple of announcements. Uh, a quick look at the weather. Uh, mainly cloudy, one or two rain patches today. Uh, the outlook, uh, a few showers in the next couple of days and warm during the day. It's currently it's 21 degrees, humidity 87%. <laughs> the news with Ben Che. A children's rights advocate has welcomed what she described as a sound and comprehensive review of foster care services following a series of child abuse scandals. But Priscilla Loy, who is also a former member of the Commission on Children, said she hoped that 39 recommendations made in the report would be acted upon. The hospital authority says it plans to upgrade its virus testing services at all public hospitals next year, including tests for COVID and other respiratory diseases. It says a method which can test 11 kinds of virus at the same time will be available at all public hospitals next year. And an explosion at a cafe in St. Petersburg has killed a vocal supporter of Russia's military campaign in Ukraine. Vladlan Tatosky, a blogger, had been addressing members of a pro-Russian group inside the cafe when he was handed a miniature statue with a bomb inside. I'll have more news at 10. Flooding leads to problems much worse than traffic jams. It can turn into a nightmare in serious situations. Under all circumstances, watercourses must not be blocked or altered. 
No inappropriate landfilling should be carried out. Private landowners are responsible for regular drainage inspection and maintenance. Public cooperation is needed to cut flood risk. Life and property are at stake. Call the drainage hotline on 2300-1110 to report problems. Starting March 20th, investor identification is required for all stock trades in Hong Kong. Before buying shares, brokers or banks must have investors' consent under data privacy laws to submit their identity information to the Securities and Futures Commission and the Stock Exchange. This information is for market surveillance and only authorized personnel can access it. Investors who do not provide consent will not be able to buy stocks and can only sell shares they hold. Act now to respond to consent requests. You're listening to Backchat. Call us on 233-88-266 and have your say. Yes, welcome back to Backchat with Mike Rouse and me, Jim Gould. And uh, this morning we're talking about uh, the application of uh, science in uh, in everyday lives and how, how science will shape our future, uh, change our reality, hopefully make our lives uh, easier. Uh, we have with us uh, Clarence Chan, who's uh, head of Hong Kong and Macau at uh, Feishu and Lark, which is uh, uh, which were platforms developed by the mainland company ByteDance. And uh, with us also is Emil Chan, a chairman of the Association of Cloud and Mobile Computing Professionals and adjunct professor at uh, City University and uh, also involved in uh, various uh, educational schemes, um, government connected. Uh, Mike, you have a question, I think. Yes, Clarence Chan, if I could start with you. Um, just before the news break, uh, Emil got us onto the subject of data and we've been missing a lot of data because we've been using maybe slightly old-fashioned technology in some areas, but data can be a very controversial subject, can't it? I hear about it all the time in congressional hearings. What, what's your reading on that? Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a double double-sided sword, right, in a way. Um, data, in a way, is it, it, being used and managed in, in a proper way. I think it, it helps a lot. Um, for consumers or enterprises in getting to know what exactly they probably they, they, they don't know themselves. I, I think that's the key about the information barrier, as I mentioned, or loss of information, as Emil was, was mentioning earlier. Is if it's not the easy exchange of information across platforms, it could, could be it could be not convenient for a lot of people. Um, but then at the same time, as you mentioned, it, it's a double-sided sword because on the other side, if we don't manage the, prop, the data properly, data privacy issues, regulatory issues, I think that, that's always uh, uh, some, some subjects that I think we need to define. But, but for us, for enterprises especially, it's even more critical. And, and I think that is the number one priority. That's why for us to make sure we segregate the data uh, as needed. We, we comply with all the data regulatory in all the regions that we're working on. And, 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 and that's the reason why, as you mentioned earlier, we have facial and um, a lock as well, because that's basically essentially what the data residency uh, requirement is about. If you need something which is essentially in a certain area, if the user data, for example, governed by the local government, it, it should not be going anywhere else outside the country, then, then, then that's the technology we can use to mm-hmm. ensure that, that that data is being just stored within locally. I, I think that's sort of the policies and, 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 and technologies we have we've been investing quite a lot just to make sure we comply with uh, local 
uh, policy and make sure we, we do the right thing right. for the business as well. Why, why do the politicians or some politicians keep jabbering about national security? Um, the, the national security portion of it, um, I, I am, I'm, I'm not so sure. I think it's, it's more, um, from my perspective, I guess, that's the personal opinion. It's, it's probably a little bit more on, on the, on, on the, um, on the, on the, on national security subject where it, it's probably just, just from a, from a technology advancement perspective, I would imagine it's probably not exactly is the, the, the best thing to to put it on top as as the right way to do it because uh, we we're living in a in an open world as an open trade platform and if we find any specific problem as we mentioned that that that, that we 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 we're facing then then we can find find problems and then we we, we can find solutions to solve the problem mm. but but national security wise um it's important but at the same time I, I think we we need to have solid evidence in terms of what exactly is not working right and then we, we find a solution to do it um before we're having any any solid evidence i'm not sure if we have any 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 real evidence to 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 to, to screw it but 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 it's an important subject i mean to, 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 to my perspective mm. i do agree emil chan you were saying earlier that perhaps we have uh, too much regulation in certain areas i mean what, what do you think about the way that uh, data is handled and uh, does that need a, a rethink well uh technology uh, Karen's mentioned that is uh, the double-edged sword. Uh, well, technically, all science and technology matters uh, bear the same attribute, you know, like uh, the invention of fire, invention of a uh, combustion engine, you know, automobile. Uh, mm. They all, uh, uh, you know, can kill. So uh, mm. we have to learn how to deal with these uh, creatures. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, when data... Uh, can uh, be used to create value. So on the other side, we have to set up the proper uh, legislation to uh, let people to use data properly, as if uh, we drive our car properly, you know, uh, uh, with uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the transportation uh, uh, type of laws. So uh, in such a case, uh, there are too many conflicting uh, policies uh, governed by too many uh, regulators at the moment in Hong Kong. So we need uh, uh, a, a central body or we need uh, at least uh, someone to uh, streamline all those uh, conflicting or uh, uh, those uh, hurdles uh, that uh, that uh, block us from advancing our mm. uh, uh, regulations, you know, to to adopt uh, uh, open data. Right. So uh, in short, so the, we we have to get rid of uh, these uh, old uh, management style, the organization structure. Then we can uh, can uh, achieve that uh, in short period of time. I'm watching the congressional hearings. On, on in America on TikTok, the message one message that came through to me was so many of our politicians or f politicians there don't understand the technology at all <laughs> and don't understand exactly. social media. Um, how are we doing at this end? Are you finding a high degree of understanding in in the legislative council? Well, I mean they they bear the same attribute. So I think they they are very good in uh, dealing with the traditional matters. 
told uh, when, when they asked the question, they based on their understanding of that matters. So at the end of the day, you know, it is a, it's a we word. So rather than let the public to understand the problem of that uh, company, now uh, the general public understand, you know, there are limitations on the legal system, on the uh, traditional uh, legislate, uh, legislators. So uh, in Hong Kong, the same. So the, uh, we, we, we suffer from the same for years. So uh, in the LACO, I somebody asked me, you know, why we have to open the data. I said, we open the data to allow the general public to govern the government. You know, or not the other way around, you know, to open data won't let the government to understand, you know, our behavior. You know, it is uh, and we worth, uh, you know, uh, request. Right. And Clarence, what's your take on that? Um, well, I, I think um, from from how I understand, I, I think as you mentioned, you're right. I mean, it, it, we, we need to somehow um, uh, increase the understanding of not not only the general public but everyone to make sure, like, what exactly is being open and to whom. And as long as we have the right regulation to to make sure, okay, we we are opening the right data to the right person, and they have the background to make sure why we have to do it, and they have been monitored quite closely to make sure we're not breaching any of those. I, I think I think I think that that's the right way to to make sure we're not trying to block the technology to go forward. I think that's important balance between between those two. Okay, C- could we uh, ask uh, both of you? Um, we, we've talked a lot about artificial intelligence on this program uh, in recent months. Um, in terms of technological development and advancement, what do you think will be the next uh, big thing and, and how is it going to impact us all personally? Um, perhaps uh, uh, Clarence Chan first. Um, sure. Um, to, 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 to us, I think AI, I think it's definitely the, the, the technology. Um, the ChatGPT, I think we've been talking a lot about. Yeah. Um, mm. it, it could be, the, uh, the, some people would say that it, 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 it's like uh, iPhone, at the beginning of the iPhone, um, I, I, I took it a little bit more conservatively. I think it, it would take a little bit more time. It's a, it's a big technology. It's a big step forward. But we're still trying to, to find the right application of that, of that technology. But before that happens, I think there, there, there are already some, a lot of other AI applications that we, we should be focusing on as well. For example, like in the past, having a video conference meeting, we have to have an assistant try to take minutes and try, take everything for you. Hey, come on. We, we already have like a whole bunch of AI, conferencing technologies, information management tools, that, that helps you take all the notes, gives you an extract of everything, what's happening, and, and write even a summary of what, what happened with, during the meeting. So, so that type of AI technology is already improving and helping us in our daily life. So, so I think innovation starts in small steps and goes in a, in a big direction. So in, in that way, I think we, we, we can focus a lot more on what, what's happening around us, and at the same time, we talk about some bigger, bigger topics that that moves us uh, bigger forward. I think that, that's the right strategy to to do to do it to uh, two sides. Emil, artificial intelligence. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a, a four days ago there's a piece of news. You know, a, 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 the sudden alarm. You know that uh, the, the tech giants, not the giants. You know, the founders of the tech giants. You know, signed the petition. You know, uh, asking you know, uh, ChatGPT to stop. Uh, uh, developing, you know, at least for uh, six months, uh, you know, to give room, you know, uh, for competition perhaps, uh, or uh, uh, to form the right policy for, uh, you know, from uh, different countries. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, those uh, uh, people who are controlling that uh, AI, 
can take the lead, and uh, there will be uh, a, a big problem, you know, for the for the other companies, for the other countries to catch up, and it's uh, a big uh, topic. Uh, I think uh, uh, for the same uh, aspect, uh, policies uh, comes first. Despite the fact that I'm not practicing law, but uh, I think. Uh, I always uh, promoting, you know, uh, we have to uh, set the rules uh, fairly and uh, understand that pathology uh, at the uh, upfront. And then by understand that pathology, then we go back to the, uh, uh, to, to discuss how to uh, uh, manage or yes. regulate that pathology. But people are not going to wait, are they? <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. But, but, but still, you know, they are... Islam, uh, up till now, people uh, still uh, have uh, speeding uh, on the road. Uh, but uh, we cannot uh, say our people are speeding anyway. Uh, and uh, only only uh, uh, Germany uh, has these uh, unlimited, uh, you know, motor, motor bikes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's yes. not the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that easy. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you both uh, very much uh, for speaking to us uh, on the programme. This morning, uh, we heard there from uh, Emil Chen, who's uh, chairman of the Association of Cloud and Mobile Computing Professionals and an adjunct professor at the City University, and Clarence Chan, head of Hong Kong and Macau at Feishu Lark. Stay with us. 95 years of public service broadcasting. Stay tuned with Hong Kong. I'm Secretary for Housing, Winnie Ho. Happy birthday to RTHK's 95th anniversary. 95 years of public service broadcasting. Stay tuned with Hong Kong. And for the last uh, 15 minutes or so of this morning's programme, we're going to be turning our attention to uh, a rather important uh, alternative festival that was taking place uh, over the weekend, a festival of rugby uh, from Friday until last night, uh, the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens. Um, happy to say we're now joined on the line by Robbie McRobbie, Chief Executive Officer of Hong Kong Rugby. Uh, good morning, Robbie. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so uh, a lot of congratulations uh, all round, obviously, uh, to New Zealand for their double win in the Cup, uh, uh, to the Hong Kong team uh, for um, picking up the uh, Shield uh, first silverware, I think, since 2010. And congratulations as well to yourselves at Hong Kong Rugby for putting on the event. How, how was it from your perspective? Yeah, <laughs> A bit weary this morning, I have to say, but it's been in a, in a, in a good way. Mm. We were really happy with, with how it all went. Um, yeah, about 75,000 people over, over the three days uh, came came through the turnstiles, and uh, I think the, the feedback that we're getting is that they went away having had uh, a very enjoyable weekend. There was some great rugby on the pitch, as you said, that Hong Kong lifting the shield. How good was How good was that? You know, and, and they really deserve that. The last few years, uh, the Hong Kong men's team have achieved so much. Uh, Asian Games gold medal winners, Asian Seven Series champions. So to, to do what they did in front of the, the home crowd, uh, just so proud of them. Um, and the girls as well. I mean, we, it was the first time we'd had the, the women's teams playing and, and to have our own Hong Kong China women's team uh, in action against the best teams in the world was was just awesome as you know, that, that, that was a, a great moment. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I think, again, we, we hopefully, 
you know, put together a great package. So uh, alongside the rugby, we had uh, the minis and, and the youth back, which was which was really special and such a, an important part of the tournament. Uh, and the, of course, the music, the entertainment. Um, I've never seen the South Stands uh, react like they did on Sunday to, to DJ Soda. Mm. Uh, for me personally, Plastic Bertrand, right. Plan Pour Moi, yeah. um, a bit of a favourite. So to see him doing his stuff with the Red Stripes on Saturday and, and of course, Joyce Cheng on, on Friday. So, yes, I am a, a, a weary but very, very happy CEO this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good morning, Robbie. Um, congratulations. Morning, yeah, you got me for all three days uh, this time. As you know, I was uh, distressed by the rules about Novembers. But I'm, I'm back. There was no RAT at the door. There was no mask. And I no, even... Nothing, nothing shoved up your nose, Mike. Nothing mm-hmm. shoved up my nose. And I even managed the electronic tickets, um, <laughs> m- much to my own surprise. Um, and, that, well, and I was impressed, too, that I could just go to the ticket bit on my phone and then see all the, all the scores and how everyone was doing. So, yes, uh, that was all on the positive side. It was a bit much for three full days. It was. It was, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, you're I, quite right, Mike. But, uh, and believe you me, my, my feet are, are saying exactly the same thing. Uh, long, long days. It, it, it won't be quite so long going forward because the, the format is changing uh, from, from next year onwards. So right. this year we had 16 men's teams and 12 women's teams. From next year it'll be 12 men's and 12 women's. So it, it'll be a little bit less from that point of view. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the format is tough. Um, it's tough for the teams, it, it's, tough, it's tough for the staff, and it's tough for the spectators. I, I said before the event, anybody who managed to, you know, do the, the whole three days right through to the end deserved the medal. And if they managed to get Creamfields in as well, they, I, they, they would deserve some sort of additional award. But, um, yeah, long long days, and, and the drizzle wasn't great, but um, you can't have everything, I suppose. Yeah, but I think the there were some... Odd bits about the format, which I couldn't understand. I'm glad you say they, they, people are looking at it and changing, because there were two semi-finals to work towards thirteenth place. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's it's one of the so every tournament they they have to currently with with the way it works they have to end up with um, the rankings from one right. to fifteen. There's fifteen core teams. So at the end of it, you know, you, you have to work through all the way. So I, I, I agree, Mike. I mean, it, when it comes to, you know, the 13th versus 14th playoff, whatever like that, it, it's not it's not the greatest thing in the world. But um, unfortunately, that's that's the, the kind of way it's structured. Um, it, you know, if it was more of a kind of just a knockout, in other words, once you get to that stage of the of the tournament, if you if you lose, you're out, you don't play again, and, and right. when you progress, it would be less matches and and uh, yeah, probably a wee bit more um, exciting at the tail end of the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Seven Series, as you know, has evolved over the years. And, and I think one of the good things about World Rugby is that they know they haven't got the, 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 the final product and they're always trying to see how they can make it better. So right. I, think that, you know, I think they will take the feedback from the length of the days and, and, and hopefully they'll, they'll tweak it a bit. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've been following it since 1976. So. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, the days weren't quite so 
it wasn't that really much. They were not. No, we, I didn't got the thing done yet. But, um, the other thing, the attendance was a bit softer than I was expecting. Is it the sales figures seem to be very good? Um, yeah. But the South, yeah. the South End never was actually full, was it? It got no, close it on Saturday morning. It got close and there was an announcement saying it's almost full. But, uh, you know, the rest of the stadium, ah. it, some... it was full on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they, 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 did, they did close it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we sold 32,000 tickets, which was good. I mean, that was above yep. our expectations. Um, but the actual people who rocked up at the stadium was about 25,000 each day. So there's about 7,000 people each day who had a ticket but, but didn't attend. Now, normally, it's about, if we sell out 40,000, normally the attendance is about 36, 37. Right. So, so it, was a, it was a bit higher no-show than previous. Now, we, we know that because we sell three-day tickets, um, and again, you know, people have different opinions on that, but because we sell three-day tickets... We know that not everybody is necessarily going to turn up every day, and we know that the corporates that have tickets send to guests. You yeah. know, there's no guarantee that they're going to turn up. But I, you know, I've got to be honest. I don't think the weather helped. I think there'll be there'll be a few people who, you know, perhaps came on the on the Friday or the Saturday, and then because of the the, the drizzle in the morning on the on the Sunday, didn't attend or what what have you. So, yeah, it, it was. I, I mean, we, don't get me wrong. We were delighted to sell thirty-two thousand, and yep. we. We, we felt the 25,000 who rocked up each day. It was a, it was a great atmosphere, as you know. Oh, it but, certainly um, was. The enthusiasm for... Yeah, a little bit surprised that, that there was that sort of 7,000 yes. who had tickets and, and, and didn't, didn't attend. This, the enthusiasm for the old songs was amazing. Yeah. And the volume, <laughs> we, the crowd, we didn't let the public down on the, on the volume uh, for, for joining the sing-along. <laughs> Yeah, I can attest I, I to that as well. Great, yeah, it w was a great atmosphere, yeah. yeah. But, but, Robbie, we talked a lot about sport lately. This time last week we were talking about the, the golf after the tournament in Fanling. The week before it was cricket after the T20 and the one day. Is, uh, we just had the rugby sevens. Uh, uh, other events, you mentioned cream fields earlier, which was also <laughs> going on. Um, yep. We've had um, clock and flat. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, Art Basel and lots of other things. How do you feel about being part of like the revival? I mean, a major part of the revival about what's going on events again. Lo lo loving it, mm. and, and cricket again c coming up this week. So uh, fair break. Uh, the, the, the women's That's cricket right. uh, is, is in Hong Kong. Uh, we we kind of help give them a bit of a bit of a push uh, over the weekend with that. Yeah, we're loving it. I, I think we really learned through COVID that. You know, the sports and events industry, we're all in the same ship. And, and when the ship is sinking, it, it's not good, but we're all in it together. And <laughs> I, I think there's now much, much more communication and collaboration uh, between us all. And, and we all appreciate that we want to be in a rising ship. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, this, this month's been fantastic. We, we, we have a close relationship with Clock and Flap. Um, obviously, you know, with the within the sports community, we, we, we all talk to each other. Um, we, we, in fact, we didn't really do much with, with Live Nation, with, with Creamfields, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we're, we, we are keen to look at these um, collaborative models and, and we're certainly keen to, to share knowledge and best practice. And, and we're just so excited to see all of this, uh, you know, Hong Kong come back and support the Hello Hong Kong campaign. And yeah, yeah, mm. just, 
Looking ahead to next year, Robbie, it occurred yep. to me that Cathay were saying something along the lines of by the end of the year they hope to have their 70% of their schedule back. Um, presumably that will help with overseas attendance uh, in, very, in next year. Very much so, Mike. So what I think what we saw this year was that the, the old friends of the, of the Sevens were back. So people who... Prior to the pandemic, you know, used to come every year from overseas. Quite a few of them returned. What we were missing were the bucket list people. So I, I don't think we had many first timers mm. uh, from overseas, and and a lot of the kind of the, the rugby club groups that that often come. I think there are a couple of reasons behind that. One is because later in the year there is the the men's rugby world cup 15 to France. Right. So you know, some some people have to make choices on on their uh, rugby touring money. But I think equally, you're quite right. There are, there are a lot of destinations that there's still no direct flights. So yes. South Africa, which is an important market for us, no direct flights. Mm -hmm. Quite a number of Australian cities, no direct flights. And where, even where there are direct flights, as, as we all know, the, the, the prices at the moment are still that was, uh, not, not that attractive. That was so going to be my next point, yeah. I, the shortage of flights meant the prices were, were through the roof in, in some places. And I guess also people do think about if they're keen on sport, they're looking at the whole year and planning where to spend their money. I don't think okay. keeping the mask mandate until the 1st of March helped either because people are planning two, three months ahead. They didn't know until the 1st of March that it was gone. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's also a, 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 good, a good point. I mean, I think we probably saw more of a bounce back from short haul travel so yeah. I mean, we, there was certainly a lot of familiar faces there in the stands from singapore and, and thailand and malaysia um because obviously as you say you know by the time people were confident it was going to be full-on full bore sevens it's easier to, to jump on a plane from singapore than it is from london or manchester or new york so yeah i, I you know i i think we're pretty confident. I mean, I've I, I said beforehand um, that it was important that the people who attended had a great time, but equally important was the message to our old old friends and new uh, potential new friends around the world that they were missing out and that you know they should make sure that they get next year, April 5th to 7th, in their diaries. Book early. To come and join us. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's and, right. and, you know, next year is going to be uh, the last one in the current stadium. Mm. So before the meeting, we're take. really yeah. determined that we're going to see off um, the Southern Post Stadium in in a, in, a, in a suitable style, Mike, and make sure it's a it's a hell of a party. Sure, it'll be a, a great time. Uh, thanks very much for speaking to us uh, on the program this morning, Robbie McRobbie, there, a chief executive of uh, Hong Kong Rugby. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners, uh, and thank you to you, Mike. I think I displayed ignorance about technology very well. <laughs> Not so ignorant. <laughs> it's still time to catch up. Thanks to our producers, uh, Hayley Yip and Kaha. Coming up is the news summary, followed by The Brew.